0: This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com Okay, tonight is the Hilula of the Holy Tzaddik Rabbi Tzchak bin Walid. For those of you who don't know, Rabbi Tzchak bin Walid lived in, uh, was born in the city of Tituan 1977. Uh, 1777. <laughs> in 1777. I was born. Yeah, you were born in 1977. And uh, Rabbi Yitzchak ben Walid was one of the great lights and great luminaries in the jury of the Chachmei Sfarad and Chachmei Morocco in particular. I mentioned this many times that the dayanim of the modern day era have to be proficient in the works of Ayyomer Yitzchak. He's quoted hundreds of times in the Abiyah Omer. He's quoted, we were actually learning the sugya of Yay a complicated sugya of yain of nitzok bar nitzok, nitzok bar nitzok is a double, a double connection, a double connection of wine. Believe it or not, we were learning this whole sugya, very complicated sugya. I'll just, I'll tell you the Psakalacha even that what happens if uh, if you have wine that is being poured by a by a by a a Jew, and it hits yain and then that yayin overflows and hits another yayin. So it's one connection a second connection. Nitzok bar nitzok is not allowed. So the sefer Darke Chuva, a very famous sefer written by the father of the Munkach Rebbe in Yoredea, Siman Vav, brings what happens if there, he, he brought a certain case that he found in the sefer Va'yomeritrak. From Beritzak ben Walid. I don't know how he had the sefer all the way in Munkach. In, the, in in the, he had the sefer Vayomiritzchak, which actually discussed a question that they were he was asked the following in Yoridea Simansadi, that they were bringing wine from from they were bringing wine from they were bringing wine from uh, Izmir to Gibraltar. Gibraltar is in the south of Spain, and that's where Rabbi Tzach Ben Walid was at a certain period of time. And it was on the way from Saloniki. And they had this barrel of wine was inside a bag, inside a sack, inside a bag. And they asked her, ben Walid, that the wine leaked out of the bag and somebody touched it by mistake. And, some, and one of the goyim touched it. So Rishcheg Ben Walid has a whole teshuvah to say that it's allowed because it's called nitzok bar nitzok, and it's ever because it's w- the absorption of the wine comes into the bag and that touched something else, so it's a double absorption, and therefore he says it's mutar. The brings it down. It's just random. We were studying right, and it, and, and and it came up. So his Torah lit, lit up the whole world lit, literally. He was known to, to when at a very young age they were very poor. His mother had to sell their father's shas. And he saved up penny by penny to buy his father's shas, once again. That, that's that, that's the great sitkut. He he was, he was also known that 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 he would always take care of yetomim ve'almanot lo after after his first marriage. He he married a woman from the family named Kedoshim. and uh, and she was Nifteret and he married another woman. Simcha from the family Bibas. And they had many, many children. I think 13 children, if I'm not mistaken. And many of them married Talmidi Khamim, Many of the, the wives married Talmidi Khamim, And many of the children, Rav Shemtov uh, uh, uh Ben Walid, they kept on, uh, Walid, they kept on the, the tradition. And, uh, and, and, and one thing I could tell you, is that when i visited his kever in tetuan a few years ago i felt such an unbelievable kedusha like the shechina was right there the kever is right on top of it is an old kever of chachamim of, of 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 castilia that means from from before Gerush farad and there was bats flying on top and there was there was there was just an aura of kedusha and holiness that we all felt and then i saw written somewhere that Baba Meir, Rabbi Meir, said that it is it is a kever that you feel the shechina there. There's a kever that you feel the shekhinah there. That's what Baba Meir said. So that, that's Rabbi Zechaq Ben Walid. So I want to mention one halacha regarding Hilchot Purim that he talks about. That and in his zichut it should, it should protect us. Um, women are obligated in hearing the Megillah just like men are. Nashim chayavot bemikra megillah, just like uh, anashim venashim. That's what's written in the Shulchan Aruch. Um, now, what happens when you're reading the megillah for someone else? So the Ramah writes, if a woman is 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 reading the megillah, so she should make a bracha lishmoa megillah. Because she's not obligated in reading the Megillah, she's obligated in listening to the Megillah. That's what the Rama says. Shluchan Aruch doesn't say that, and it, there are different opinions whether she should say Lishmoa Megillah or not. Uh, the Pri Chadash and the Machzik Beracha say that she should say Al Mikra Megillah, and the Sefer Noeg BeChokma brings different minhagim. But it seems to be that the woman makes the Brachav Al Mikra Megillah. Seems to be that there was an interesting minhag in certain Sephardic countries that women would not make a bracha on mikra megillah, and when men re- read for women, they would not make that uh, the bracha of mikra megillah. The sefer Yafila Liv of the uh, of, of one of the palagis, Chelek Bet Ot Alef, writes: Lo na'ego anashim levarach letzbam shum bracha. Ra kol chot lebet and the Sefer Tefillah David writes this as well. They, they, they seem to write that there is a that there is a minhag that women would not make a bracha. And in the, and in the end, Ben Ish also brings this down. And the Sefer Noeg B'Chokma of Rabbi of Rabbi um, of Rabbi Yosef Ben Na'im in Dav Kuf Nutet also writes that women would not make the bracha. Interesting. So uh, Sefer n- Nagwa Am Emek Yoshua, they all write that women would not. When they heard the bracha of Mikra Megillah, they would not, they would not make. When they heard the Megillah, they would not make a bracha. What's the reason why they don't make a bracha if they're obligated in Mikra Megillah just like men are? Why shouldn't they make a bracha? So in the Sefer Magen I suggested that it would seem to be that in those times it would be very hard for women to concentrate on the whole thing from beginning to end. And we know that if that's the case, it's called a bracha levatala. It's called a bracha levatala. Because you don't you're not listening to the Miggila, you're not Yotse. So since it was it wasn't so common, many women weren't very well versed and didn't know how to read. And if one would and they're listening to the migla it was almost inevitable that they wouldn't concentrate. So we wanted to avoid brachalivatala. So I mentioned that if everybody agrees that a woman could make a bracha as long as she knows that she could be mechaven to every single word. And indeed, I write that I found that the Sefer Chazon Ovadyan in Chod Purim, the Gimel, writes this way also, that nowadays women should make a bracha of Mikra Megillah. Bitzchak Ben Walid also writes this. Bitzchak Ben Walid writes like this. He doesn't write that women should not make a bracha. Listen to this. He, he avoids the whole question in a few lines. He writes in, Odvav in Here's the Vayomer Yitzchak. You should teach them to make the bracha word by word. So he follows the rama of lishmoa megillah, and he wasn't concerned that women might not be able to follow. It's interesting. Somebody brought to my attention that the Sefer Yalkut Yosef in Ilchot Megillah uh, is, is very, is, is, um, is, is strong against the Sefer magenavot that he brought down this halacha that women do not make a bracha on uh, Mikra Megillah, and how could Sefer magenavot bring this this minhag? It's not a good minhag, and you don't just bring minhagim just like that. Well, I mean, the Sefer Yafil Alev, Noik Bechokmab, Kudate Lazar, Ben they all say, uh, th- th- they all write this minhag, and on the bottom I actually explain, uh, uh, as per Avovad Ye Yosef, that nowadays it's different. So, I don't know why why he uh, he, he had trouble with the salacha. I think that it's if it's a minhag, you have to understand what the minhag. And nowadays it changed. And he he took it for for granted that I just brought the minhag not to make the bracha, but it's clearly I even write on the top. Migi, uh, uh, some say women don't make a bracha. So it's written clearly that nowadays it's different. And I think that women could make a bracha, and that is the same um conclusion as the as the Rav Yalkut Yosef she'yachye lechaim tovim arukim leshalom and therefore and therefore, I think that that should that, that 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 that's a halacha that not only according to the Vayom Yitzhak, that somebody makes a that that that, that women make a bracha. And he wasn't concerned with this minhag. But even those who were who wrote originally that women don't make a bracha al mekra megillah nowadays it's different. Now, what bracha do they make? If you follow Vayom Yitzhak, they make lishmua megillah. But Machzik bracha and others write uh, uh, write al mikra megillah. And there's even a third opinion that that says. There's even a third opinion that, in other words, that the, the in other words, the second opinion is that the man would make the bracha for the women al mikra megillah. So not that the woman makes the bracha lishmo migilah, the man makes al mikra I think either way, whatever you do is fine. Either the woman does lishmo megillah or the man does for her al mikra megillah. Either way is fine. I spoke about it some, about it somewhere else, but either way you do it, it's fine. And women should make the bracha nowadays and listen to every single word. baruch. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.